hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. On our podcast this week, in a few minutes, we'll head to Virginia Beach, Virginia to visit the historic Cavalier Hotel and Beach Club, a place dating back to 1927 and has welcomed 10 U.S. presidents and luminaries from Frank Sinatra to Elizabeth Taylor. It really is a beautiful resort. Plus, later in the podcast, we'll get an update on what's new at Universal Studios Hollywood from a conversation we had a few weeks ago when we were in Orlando, Florida. But to start this week's podcast, we're going to discuss using the services of a travel agent to book your vacation versus doing it yourself using an online booking site. So joining us now to give us his take on it is our resident travel agent, Ken Stewart from Crowfoot Travel Solutions. Good day, sir. Hello, Randy. Hello, everybody. Uh, Let's talk about uh, the differences uh, between uh, online travel companies, online travel agencies. These are companies like Expedia, Travelocity, and the like, uh, versus using a human travel agent like yourself. Not that there's no <laughs> humans that work at online travel agencies. They do have customer service people, but uh, there's some myths around this, right? And I'm sure you get this asked all the time. What's the benefit of uh, you know going to someone like yourself or, or another travel agent or a travel advisor? Yeah, again, like especially with the newer clients since COVID, uh, we get that question asked a lot. And, and our office in particular, and I'm hoping the other agents are doing it as well, is we're trying to educate the person how travel works in general. And then that way it gives you a better even uh, idea and, and comparison on how to use the online versus that. And nothing wrong with using online at all. Uh, any travel agent worth their salt is going to be able to look up what you're looking at. And uh, I would say 95 to 98% of the time, we're exactly the same price. Mm -hmm. There is no difference. We're looking at exactly the same thing. I know a few years back, Expedia actually created a travel agent side for their site. Mm -hmm. So that, again, we're looking at exactly the same thing you're looking at. And one, yes, if I book it, I make a little bit of money and keep my doors open. But the biggest thing to online is, like I say, comparing the pricing. It's almost identical, exactly the same all the time. But the difference with working with a travel agent, and yes, there is that myth out there that sometimes we're going to charge fees, and yes, sometimes we do, just depending on what it is that we're doing and everything like that. But again, it's, it's not a large fee or anything. And we give you the, the opportunity at the end of the conversation to decide, okay, is there a value in that small fee that you're paying us? Because we're going to be booking it. We're going to be looking after with you. We have your back. If you have any issues or anything like that, with example, say Expedia, and you booked a hotel and it doesn't work out for you, and you have an issue there, there's a line that we can call so you're not sitting on the phone for three hours. We're sitting on the phone on our agent line, which is usually a little quicker and hopefully not for three hours. But again, you're able to go enjoy yourself when you book a uh, all-inclusive vacation package. Well, you go down, you get to the resort. Uh, oh, there's an issue with my, uh, my room and my booking. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, i got to sit on the phone for three hours in the lobby, four hours in the lobby, trying to get a hold of somebody, get it all figured out and everything. Whereas if a travel agent books it, Randy's going to say, Ken, my room's all uh, messed up here. Uh, can you figure that out? I'm going for a margarita, a slice of pizza, and then I'm going to go hold down a beach chair. <laughs> and, you know, so there's lots of benefits to that because, I mean, there's lots of wonderful – I mean, we book a lot on Expedia. Uh, we don't book a lot of the sites, for example, like Travelocity and different ones like that because they don't have a travel agent side. Mm-hmm. So to us, there's no real advantage to it because we don't have any access to give you additional support over and above what you're already going to have to do on your own. Yeah, And that's where a lot of times, too, now with RVBO, which are very, very popular, mm-hmm. uh, we just used one. As I mentioned, uh, you know, we, we went down to Idaho here this past week, and we stayed there. There's 19 of us in our family. 
worked wonderful. It was a great opportunity, really inexpensive and everything like that. The, a lot of the RBBO, and they're talking about it, is, again, getting a travel agent sign. When I say that, I mean that there's a site linked to that for travel agents that we can go into so we have access and look into everything you're looking at and everything, but an opportunity for us to work with them directly rather than having to go through third party. And that makes everything a lot easier. Expedia is one of the ones I know now. They're actually putting RVBOs and B&Bs and things like that on their websites for different locations. And that's that's really good to, and a safe place to book these because they've been vetted. So, you know, there's no no worry about, hey, it's not a legitimate place. It's not anything like that. But, it, yeah, it's like you say, everything's fine and dandy. I can book things by myself. There's nothing wrong with it until something goes wrong or there's a mistake or there's a delay or a cancellation. And we've <laughs> certainly seen a lot of those. And you don't want to be the one sitting on the line. Plus, you have special uh, uh, numbers and lines that you can phone Air Canada Vacations or WestJet or whoever that's uh, dedicated to travel agents, right? Exactly. And the other thing, like I say, we love people who love to book online because you're already educated. You understand how the process is pretty much working, everything like that. You've looked up. You know that if you're the, you know, the system is telling you 1500 where you're looking at and I come back at 2000 well, there's got to be a difference why there's you know, such a price difference. But if you're saying, you know, saying 1500 and I'm saying, okay, with my fee or whatever, I'm 1530 you have the choice at the end of that conversation to decide where you want to hit that enter button. And like you say, it's making mistakes or little things like that. You spell your name wrong. Yeah. You change, you know, sometimes when you're looking at something and you go back and then you change it just a little bit, the dates all of a sudden change and you might not notice that. So you all of a sudden you book something. So I always say, look online, find what it is you like. You need to click on it a couple of times because that first page is not always 100% correct when they're showing your pricing, especially for flights and things like that. Mm-hmm. By the time you click onto it, you're going to get to a page where they're going to watch your name and they're going to be like us. They're going to say, I love you. I want your money. Please, <laughs> please give me your credit card so we can book this for you kind of thing. And that confirms it actually is available. And then we say, take the five or ten minutes like you and I are doing right now. Have a quick conversation. And again, decide where you want to book. And if you don't like what you're hearing from my site, you're not going to hurt my feelings if you book it online. But again, we're going to ask you a couple of questions. Make sure, double-check the names, all that kind of stuff for you so you're 100% looked after. It's not always about the money. It's uh, about what you get for your money, right? And again, travel agents, we're here to look after you, work with you, assist you, all that kind of stuff from start to finish. And again, when we do it in our office, it's from the first conversation we have, like today on the phone, till the day you're back from your trip. All about choices. Good to have choices. Ken Stewart from Crowfoot Travel Solutions. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome, Randy. Have a great day, everyone. Well, if you've ever been to Virginia Beach, you'll know that it's a beautiful area of Virginia. And part of that area is where you'll find the historic Cavalier Hotel and Beach Club. It's a beautiful area of Virginia Beach. So joining us now to tell us more about it is Michael Kokolis. He is the Director of Sales and Marketing for the Cavalier Resort. CavalierResortVB.com is the website. Hi, Michael. How you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm really excited to, to learn about the historic Cavalier Hotel and Beach Club. Uh, before we get into the history of it, because it's quite a quite a rich history, let's just describe the area for our listeners, where it's located, and those types of things. 
Sure, sure. So um, the resort as a whole is uh, made up of uh, three separate hotels, uh, the Cavalier, the historic Cavalier Hotel and Beach Club being uh, the anchor, um, the Marriott Virginia Beach Oceanfront across the street, and the soon-to-be Embassy Suites Virginia Beach Oceanfront, uh, which were, were uh, slated to open here in the beginning of 2023. Um, all combined, you've got three hotels that comprise the Cavalier Resort on the north end of the um, the oceanfront area of Virginia Beach in Virginia. So you're right on the ocean in Virginia Beach, and you have this beautiful, like, I know there's three resorts, but we're going to focus on the historic Cavalier Hotel and Beach Club, uh, A, because of its, of its rich history and the words Beach Club attached to it. So we'll see what we can get through. We uh, we'll probably won't get to everything in the time we have, but let's just talk about the history. Oh, my goodness, what a story, hey? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the... The cornerstone for the the hotel itself was actually laid uh, back in May of 1926. It took about uh, a year to construct and uh, opened up its doors April 4th of 1927. Um, you know, back in the heyday uh, when you had you know all the the golden age of, of, of cinema and the stars of stage and screen uh, coming down and and the who's who really um, uh, you know coming down to vacation and the hotel. It truly did put Virginia Beach on the map as far as a, a leisure and travel destination. And quite a list of historic figures uh, staying there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you've got 10 presidents of the United States that have called it, uh, you know, their, their, their haven for, for um, you know, rest and, and relaxation. But, I mean, every, every celebrity that you can think of throughout the decades, go, you know, from Gene Harlow to Judy Garland to Cab Calloway and, and Muhammad Ali even. I mean, just the list goes on and on. So what's it like today? Uh, it, it looks to me, and I'm looking at some of the pictures, and it looks absolutely gorgeous, that you've restored a lot of the original stuff. Uh, tell tell oh, me about that. Oh, absolutely. So, so when the hotel opened, it was actually a 195-room hotel. So if you can kind of wrap your mind around that a little bit, um, in 2014, um, a, a group of investors uh, spearheaded by our company's CEO, uh, Mr. Bruce Thompson, um, really saved the Cavalier, uh, truly, as a, as a historic icon. Um, the, the hotel was, was for sale, and every bid that was put in um, for the property itself uh, had plans of completely demolishing the hotel except for uh, the bid put in by uh, the Cavalier Associates wow. um, Investment Group, which, again, was led by our CEO, Mr. Bruce Thompson, and their bid was the only one that was um, outlined to save it and to, to uh, renovate it and bring it back to its, its original glory. And um, they, uh, anytime you have an endeavor like that with a historic property, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of surprises along the way as you start opening up some walls. And, and also, you know, it being a, a, um, uh, listed on the National um, Registry of Historic Places um, in and of itself has its own challenges because of the way you have to renovate and restore is very meticulous. Mm. And, you know, down to numbering the bricks and the exact location of where they came from and putting them back right where they went. So um, with all of that combined, I mean, you went from a 195-room hotel back when it was constructed, and then when we renovated it, we actually condensed that to an 85-room hotel, um, which allowed us to expand the, the size of those rooms and suites and, um, and really give uh, today's traveler um, a little bit of, uh, you know, the classic touch with the history and everything that's still there and preserved um, with a modern-day feel uh, with a lot of the updates and upgrades. So, you know, uh, uh, almost $90 million later and four and a half years later, um, through the renovation process, we 
we were able to reopen our doors in March of 2018 um, after, like I said, a four and a half year um, shutdown to, to renovate and restore. And what you've got now is just um, something that is, uh, I mean, it's so beautifully preserved, but it is, I, honestly, I believe that the renovation has taken it above and beyond where it first started uh, back in the 20s when it was originally constructed. So it's a very exciting place. The uh, Beach Club, uh, uh, which is in our name, the Historic Cavalier Hotel and Beach Club, mm-hmm. is uh, across the street, right on the Atlantic Ocean. Um, it really provides the um, the Cavalier guest a, a true oceanfront and beach club experience. And, and that Beach Club was uh, an amenity that guests got to enjoy back in the um, late 20s and, and 30s and 40s before World War II. Um, and every Sunday afternoon, they would have tea dances and things like that on the Cavalier Beach Club and um, radio broadcasts. Uh, one of the one of three radio stations that was actually broadcasting coast to coast was uh, broadcasting out of the Cavalier um, at that time. And uh, from the 1930 to 1950, the Cavalier Beach Club was the largest contractor of big bands in in the world. So everybody from Cab Calloway to Ella Fitzgerald to Frank Sinatra, <laughs> to Sammy Kay, I mean, everybody who was anybody uh, played the Cavalier Beach Club. And so we also restored that and brought that back into existence. And what you've got now is just an absolutely um, so, something reminiscent out of South Beach almost. I mean, when I, when I take guests and, and uh, prospective group clients over there to show them the space, um, the one thing that they, they say all the time is, Michael, if you blindfolded me and took the blindfold off right here at this beach club, there's no way in heck I would say that we are in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Because <laughs> it is absolutely um, breathtaking. It, it really is. Well, that's one of the things you can enjoy. There's like just the uh, the area when you walk up to the building itself, the surrounding area, the greenery is amazing, the building's amazing, and when you walk in side and I'm just going from the from the photos it's it's spectacular like I'd be afraid to touch something it looks so elegant <laughs> <laughs> well my kids have been there so I can tell you that you can you can touch things it's not going to break <laughs> but, but uh, no it is it is one of those places that it, it truly is just captivating uh, you walk in and around every corner there is something um, just you know, eye-opening and and the the experience um, and and that's really the 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 point, right? When you travel, it's about the experience. It's about the memories and and you can go to you know any hotel and get four walls and and you know room mm-hmm. service or or housekeeping. But if you're truly looking for an iconic experience, uh, an experience that um, doesn't you know it seems to be fading away more and more as we as we you know streamline the travel industry, but um, this is, it, it's like, it's it, it suck in time almost, except it's got all the modern amenities and, and uh, fantastic updates that came along with that total restoration. So when's the best time to come to Vir- Virginia Beach? I, I would assume now the weather is quite warm there, but to, what's it like in, in the winter months? I'll tell you what, it's um, just like everywhere else, I think that a little bit um, in the, the mid-Atlantic to the southern, southeastern part of the United States, we do experience more mild winters mm-hmm. than, than um, what you would, certainly what you experience. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. um, you know, it could be anywhere from, uh, you know, your average is probably in the mid-40s, but, you know, we, I, I've been golfing in the middle of February. So um, it's absolutely something that uh, it's a great time to come and experience because, um, as you mentioned, when you're in season, um, you know, June, July, August, 
Um, obviously, we, we love having our, our travelers and, and uh, people patroning the, the hotels and restaurants, but it is a busy season mm-hmm. in the summertime. Um, if you're looking for, you know, just great weather and maybe to avoid the crowds, you know, March, April, um, October, November, those are those are the months. I mean, uh, this first and second week of, of November usually is when the foliage peaks in our neck of the woods. So, uh, if you, you know, just to put a little timeline on that, I mean, you're really looking at 70-degree weather still in those first couple weeks of November without the crowds. Nice. Uh, well, the words can't describe it. We did our best, but I think it's best for people to go on the website, CavalierResortVB.com, and uh, check out the historic Cavalier Hotel and Beach Club, the photos, because the photos are amazing. Uh, Michael Kokolas is the Director of Sales and Marketing for the Cavalier Resort. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. If you recall, a few weeks back, we were in Orlando, Florida, attending the U.S. Travel Association's IPW Travel Conference. And that's where we met up with the folks from Universal Theme Parks. It's also where I got a chance to chat with Dennis Quinn. He is Senior VP of Sales for Universal Studios Hollywood. Universal Studios Hollywood is their website. So here is that conversation now, starting out talking about what's new to see at Universal Studios Hollywood. Well, uh, we have several things. First of all, the the park, if you haven't been there in uh, seven, eight years, uh, there's probably, I think we've changed about 75% of the product that we have in the uh, studio. We're constantly evolving uh, our product. Uh, Right before uh, the pandemic started, we had just opened Jurassic World The Ride. It's actually a reimagination of uh, of one of our most popular attractions in the uh, in the park. Yep. Uh, it follows the uh, Jurassic World uh, film. Uh, it uh, it's a thrilling uh, ride experience. Uh, it includes encounters with uh, with dinosaurs, raptors, uh, and the, the climax uh, is a, a battle between the Indominus Rex <laughs> and her arch rival, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, right before you take. A uh, surprise plunge at the uh, <laughs> at the end of the run. So uh, we just opened that, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, really when we reopened uh, the park in 20, uh, 2021, uh, we opened with uh, the Secret Life of Pets off the leash. Again, based off of the uh, uh, the hit uh, uh, film series, mm-hmm. uh, it's a great family attraction. Uh, it, opportunity for young and uh, all ages in the family to enjoy. Yep. Uh, I look forward to taking my uh, my grandchildren on the ride. It includes uh, uh, sophisticated animatronics, uh, the pets from the stories. Uh, it, uh, it's, the storyline is uh, you get to see what pets do when you're not home, and you actually become a pet. I've seen the, the movie. It's a very good movie, so if the ride is, is based on that, it would be a really, yeah, really fun experience. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so there's those two. Anything else? That, or what about the, just the logistics of the park itself, uh, booking tickets and all the different options that people can Right. Well, you know, the, uh, the, the best thing for, uh, for a consumer to do is, is purchase their tickets in advance, mm-hmm. uh, work with uh, uh, members of the trade. Uh, in, in Canada, you uh, have travel agencies, yeah. uh, uh, CAA, uh, um, 
uh, other uh, sellers of travel. Go to them and uh, and find uh, best advice yep. uh, for what to do in the uh, Southern California area. Uh, there's also value in pre-purchasing uh, your tickets uh, for uh, Canadian uh, visitors. You can't buy it in in the uh, in the U.S., but uh, we have a second day free uh, offer if you buy through our trade partners. Oh, nice. uh, In uh, in Canada, uh, always an important uh, uh, advantage to have. Sometimes you can't see all of uh, the, the studio and the, it's it's the tough. <laughs> it's very tough. Uh, it's also a great way to uh, start your visit. Uh, check into your hotel and come over to the park. Uh, enjoy the park and then get ready for a full day the uh, the next day. Mm. Uh, now, are there hotels tied in with the park? We uh, we have partner hotels yeah. that, uh, that we work with. Uh, there are two uh, hotels that uh, that are on our property, uh, the Hilton and the Universal Sheraton yeah. uh, Hotel. And we also have great partner hotels around in the area, some that offer shuttles uh, to the park, uh, complimentary shuttles to the park every mm-hmm. day. Now, what do you get for the VIP experience? Or, or I'm trying to get the lingo here because... There's so yep. many theme parks. Yes. Because it seems to be changing all the time. So what do you have in place that can, people can buy, yeah, sure. get, speed uh, their so process let me, up? Let me start with Universal Studios Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Universal uh, Studios Hollywood, we have the Universal Express Pass, uh, which allows the... Uh, uh, the users to uh, the, the guests to bypass the regular uh, lines. Yeah, it's a fantastic experience. Again, uh, an important uh, opportunity for uh, guests to buy in advance. It does sell out, uh, so you want to be able to uh, to buy that pass uh, in advance. You can uh, uh, buy that through any of the, our trade partners. And then, as you mentioned, there is a VIP program mm-hmm. uh, that we offer that is uh, the ultimate way to experience uh, Universal Studios. Yeah. Uh, it includes your own uh, tour guide. Uh, you're generally in a, in a in a small group with a uh, with a tour guide, or you can request a private tour for you can do it for just you and your family or yeah. you and your friends. Yeah. Uh, it includes a uh, a gourmet uh, meal. You'll arrive at the park uh, and uh, arrive at our uh, VIP lounge. Oh, nice. Uh, have some uh, breakfast refreshments, then uh, take a tour of the uh, park, and then there is. A, uh, a very uh, special uh, um, tour of our backlot studio. Oh, tour. nice! So it's it's cool. unique. You, uh, you you have your own separate uh, trolley that you go around the uh, backlot tour. Uh, you'll be able to get off the uh, uh, trolley, walk around some of the film set areas. Yeah. It's it's an opportunity for super Hollywood fans to get a little bit deeper into uh, understanding the making of the movies and appreciating the, the history. Uh, and I'm assuming that Orlando has a similar Orlando structure. Orlando has a similar, uh, similar program with the Universal Express passes uh, and the uh, and a VIP tour. Anything I've missed that you might want to add? That well, uh, one of the things that we're talking about uh, here at the uh, at the show here at uh, IPW this year is the coming of Super Nintendo World to Universal Studios Hollywood. Yep. it's an expansion of uh, of our park. Uh, it'll open in early 2023. It's uh, going to be an, an immersion into the gaming world of uh, <laughs> Super Nintendo. Uh, I, I, our guests will have the opportunity to experience Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge. Uh, it's a, uh, I think it's going to be the most technologically advanced uh, ride in the world. It's, uh, it includes uh, a, um, uh, AV, uh, AR, uh, 
thank you, augmented reality. Uh, augmented reality, uh, uh, mapping technology, live action sets, all on a uh, moving track. Uh, cool. that, uh, that our guests get to interact with, so the guests will uh, wear augmented reality goggles. Oh, really? Hey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, it'll be a, a tremendous experience. Uh, there are other uh, areas for uh, for the guests to enjoy within the land. Uh, you'll have power-up bands that uh, you can do. Keep your score on the Mario Kart. <laughs> uh, but there are other challenges throughout the uh, throughout the land. That's great. Um, Dennis Quinn is the Senior Vice President of Sales for Universal Studios Hollywood. Lots of information on your website, universalparks.com. It was fun chatting. We could go on and on and on, yeah, right? But um, time is always our enemy. I appreciate you doing this, Dennis. Thank you. Randy, thank you. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review, tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.org.